Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. It is our intent that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Just on the edge of Philadelphia, at Pier 82, is the end of an era. For many years, the journey across the Atlantic Ocean could only be accomplished by ocean liners. The most famous of these included names such as the Queen Mary and Lusitania, and as well as the tragic Titanic. These ships were often considered celebrities on their own, and the arrival of one of these ships in a harbor was announced in the media. Movies and sports stars were often photographed smiling and waving as the ships pulled away from the pier. The fastest of these and the most sophisticated of these was the SS United States. It was referred to as the American Champion of the Ocean. She was able to cross the Atlantic in about three and a half days, almost 12 hours faster than any commercial ship before her. She still holds that speed record today. The SS United States is not racing across the Atlantic Ocean these days. She is tied to Pier 82 in Philadelphia, where she is slowly rusting away. The famous captain's table in the dining room, it's gone. Her furnishings have all been removed and sold to collectors. Her theater stage is dark. Her engines have been cold for decades. You see, when the airlines began flying jets from New York to London, in eight hours, no one wanted to spend four days on board a ship covering the same distance. It did not matter that these ships were fancy and served wonderful meals. The jetliners destroyed the market for such journeys and destroyed the place for these ships in the mind of the public. No matter how wonderful and technically advanced the ship once was, now it is just an empty hulk rusting away. We have been discussing the book of Ecclesiastes and the words of wisdom that were written by King Solomon. In these books are a couple of phrases that are repeated. Since these ideas are repeated a number of times, they clearly are important to the message of Ecclesiastes. The first of these is the phrase, under the sun. It is found more than 20 times in this book and appears in critical moments in the discussion. This phrase is found in the third verse of the book, as Solomon asks a rhetorical question. What advantage does man have in all his work, which he does under the sun? There are many things that make the book of Ecclesiastes different than most of the other books in the Bible, and this phrase, under the sun, defines just what we're talking about. This phrase is in contrast to others that are much more common in the Bible, which is the phrase, under heaven. This is the phrase that sets the point of view for the whole book. The idea of under heaven, of course, is the idea of consideration of God, while this one stands in contrast to that. Think of it this way. What much of the book of Ecclesiastes is doing is examining life from the point of view of not considering God or eternity. This phrase, under the sun, means just what can be seen here on earth, or under the sun. In this book, Solomon covers a lot of ground, from politics to economics, to commercial success, to crime, to personal relationships. Many of the discussions look at the end results, and if those things are worth spending a life pursuing, 
In other words, Solomon is asking, if there is no God in heaven, will these things bring happiness or meaning to your life? The second phrase that needs to be understood is the word vanity. The book opens with the use of this word. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. When we use this word, it often means something like excessive pride. But this word used by Solomon has a little different image attached to it. As winter approaches this year, the weather has started to turn cold. If you step outside on a wintry morning, one of the first things you might notice is the vapor of your breath. That strange cloud is there for a split second and then disappears. This is the idea behind the word vanity as used by Solomon. It is there, but only for the briefest of moments, then disappears. Let's go back to the wonder that was the ocean liner SS United States. When it was built, it cost almost a billion dollars in today's money. It was the finest of its kind in the world, yet today it is basically an empty shell. No one is sure what will happen to her, but most likely she will soon be broken apart and sold for scrap. Once amazing, but now gone. Even more than the physical ship, most people do not know about the SS United States. Its fame has already disappeared. Like our breath on a cold morning, the things that many people crave, search for, spend their life pursuing will disappear in a moment. How can this be? Solomon stands in a unique place to answer these questions. He discusses in chapter 2 his successes in creating what we would call a huge company. He became an expert in his field and created the best product, found a workforce, and continued to grow that workforce. He then needed to provide for those workers in every way possible and expanded his empire doing that. And as he continued to expand, he continued to work in a way that was wise. But in the end, he looked back and said, why? A very short time after Solomon's death, his son would split the country and cause a civil war. In just a few generations, everything that Solomon had built and collected would be gone, even the temple in Jerusalem. Another example is the huge buildings at the end of shopping malls. It was once thought that the word shopping meant going to Sears. The company was the biggest retailer in the world, one of the largest employers in the world, and its headquarters was the tallest building in the world. Their stores were bigger than most schools. The tools that were sold there were the standard by which everyone measured quality. They sold most of the washing machines, winter coats, shoes, dishware, car tires, and stereos purchased in America. Today their stores sit empty or have been taken over by other retailers. They once published a catalog that was hundreds of pages long. Today, all of that has vanished. In days gone by, most of the back-to-school clothes and supplies were bought at Sears. But most kids today have never heard of Sears. Look at Sears and look at the great Atlantic luxury ocean liners. All is vanity that vanishes and is soon forgotten. Solomon is asking the why question for all of us. 
If the goal is to be the smartest or the richest or the most famous, Solomon achieved all of that and still did not find that ultimate joy or sense of fulfillment. He argues that riches and fame and power all disappear in a moment, like a vapor on a cold morning. But this is about more than material things. Again, from chapter 2. So I turned to consider wisdom, madness, and folly. For what will the man do who will come after the king except what has already been done? And I saw that wisdom excels folly as light excels darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. Yet I know that one fate befalls them both. Then I said to myself, as is the fool, it will also befall me. Why then have I been extremely wise? So I said to myself, this too is vanity. For there is no lasting remembrance of the wise man as with the fool, inasmuch as in the coming days all will be forgotten, and how the wise man and the fool alike die. So I hated life. For the work which had been done under the sun, it was grievous to me, because everything is futility and striving after wind. Many people pursue other goals besides wealth and power. Solomon says that to be wise is much better than being a fool. But in the end, the fool and the wise share the same fate. Both individuals die. Moreover, the work of the wise is undone by later generations. He says at the end of this statement that he hated life. And everything is futile, and it is like trying to catch the wind. But in the middle of that statement is the phrase we were looking at earlier, the phrase, under the sun. This statement applies only if we are leaving the God of heaven out of the equation. That is the reason he would say, I hated life, under the sun. Look on the internet for pictures and videos of the SS United States and see what she once looked like and what she looks like now. Find pictures of the huge Sears catalog from years past, but then find the pictures of the abandoned stores today. See the wisdom of Solomon alive today and hear his conclusions to the whole thing. Echoing those very words, Jesus says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We need to remember that at the end of this book, Solomon points us back towards the eternal and the God of heaven. The conclusion, when all has been heard, fear God and keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. The true prize is a place with God. That goal and prize will never rust, never be abandoned, and never be forgotten. Solomon would agree. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. 
please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.